Also, the pay was really good and it was steady. You know, as an entrepreneur, there's no promise that paychecks come in every two weeks. So that all was very hard to move on. But one thing I knew in my guts, I guess, is that I wanted that freedom. Welcome to Starve the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. This show is for the person who wants to create a vibrant community of raving fans who happily spread the word, but they're running into the resistance that everyone faces. On this podcast, I'm fortunate to interview and discuss how successful entrepreneurs have starved the doubts, moved into self-confidence, and are making their dreams, their business, and their passion a reality. You can do it too. It is my pleasure to introduce my guest today, Amy Porterfield from amyporterfield.com. Let's kick off with the interview and do a wrap-up at the end. Amy Porterfield is the co-author of Facebook Marketing for Dummies. She is an online entrepreneur who creates educational programs for small businesses and fellow entrepreneurs to help them get more traffic, leads, and sales with social media marketing. She is the host of the popular podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy, which is nothing short of outstanding. Amy, it is an absolute honor to have you on the show. Well, likewise. Thanks for having me. One of the questions I like to ask everybody I talk to, Amy, is what is the best concert that you have ever been to? Ooh, that's a good one. Best concert. Let me think. Let me think. You know, I am a country girl. I like country music a lot. So Lone (laughs) Star was one that it wasn't too long ago my husband and I went to and we had a good time. So I tend not to tell people I listen to country music (laughs) because they make fun of me, but it's true. I'm guilty of enjoying Lone Star on occasion as well. Okay, good. Do you have a favorite song by Lone Star? You know, I kind of like them all. And Rascal Flatts was another one we recently Mm. went to that we loved. So I don't have very many favorites, but I like them all. Very interesting, Amy. I would not have guessed that you're a country girl at heart. I am. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do blank versus blank. I'm going to give you two preferences, and you just pick which one you prefer and maybe a real quick reason why. The first one is a bike preference, a Honda Goldwing versus a Harley Davidson fat boy. Oh, I'd have to go with a fat boy any day for sure. (laughs) (laughs) As you should. And of course, you have a history with Harley Davidson. Yes. So I have a love for Harleys. And even though I don't ride, I'm not a biker chick or anything like that. Every time I see one, it kind of brings me back to my days of working for them. And it was good memory. So I love that. Would you rather read People Magazine or watch The Real Housewives? Ooh, that's so tough because those are two of my guilty pleasures. But (laughs) I'd have to go with Real Housewives, which my husband hates. Like, I cannot watch it when he's around, but I do kind of like it. It's one of my favorites. Does your husband have any of those shows that he'll say, okay, I will watch this one with you? Yes, he does. Once in a while, if there's something on the Oprah channel... He'll watch it with me and then tell me I'm not allowed to tell anyone. (laughs) So I love that. It takes one for the team. Yes. AWeber versus Infusionsoft. Infusionsoft all the way, although I started with AWeber and it definitely was good to me. I think when you're building a business, I say start with, with the best. And I feel like Infusion is one of those. What about for the person who's just getting started and they're like, oh, but MailChimp... 
Yeah. So over the last few years, I've really given this some thought because I work with a lot of people that are just starting out, like have a list of maybe 10 people and they want to really grow that list. And I was given advice early on to start with something like MailChimp or AWeber or something smaller and then grow into something like Infusionsoft, which is much bigger and more robust. However, I wish I just started with the big boy, learned it, made my mistakes when my when my list was smaller and then became a, you know, a champ once my list got really big. I would suggest going that route. It's a little different than what most say, but it's my preference. Mm. Let's do finish this sentence. My best Tony Robbins story is Ooh. My best Tony Robbins story is, it was kind of a personal story with him. One time when we were behind stage, I was supposed to be the one to get him on stage at a certain time. And he was backstage eating lunch or something. Things were going on on stage and I missed my cue. And I ran into the green room like a crazy maniac. Get on stage, get on stage. And he looked at me like I had five heads. Like I was panicked because we had a room full of thousands of people. So he threw his food aside, ran up. And it was just a chaos. But later on, he looked at me like, I'm going to kill you. This, this was crazy. So it was fun, though. That's what happens when you're listening to Rascal Flats. Exactly. I, I lost focus. <laughs> to burn the boats means to... Burn the boats means to decide on something you really want to do. You know, you've got this goal, you're going for it. And what you do is you storm that island, meaning you quit that job or you fire that client that's driving you crazy or you start a new habit that you're going to stick to and really do it. And what you do is you storm the island and you burn the boats, meaning there is no way back. You can't change your mind. You're going to make this work. And I always tell that story because that's truly what I did when I left Tony Robbins and started my own business. There was no looking back. Engagement on Facebook means... Engagement on Facebook means that you have to meet your audience where they're at. I always say that people are not on Facebook to do business with you. They're on Facebook to have a good time, unplug a little, relax, look at pictures and videos and laugh and be entertained. So you've got to meet your audience where they're at. And I always say entertain, educate, and empower the three E's that I learned from Tony early on. And when you meet your audience where they're at and you don't just make it all about you and your brand, you'll be able to build that engagement. Get really specific in targeting your niche by asking questions, a lot of questions, and then truly listening. I think that's one thing that we kind of forget to do where we think of these great questions. We post them on, let's say, Facebook or Twitter, and then people are answering them. And we're kind of like forget that those are our free market research details that we need. So asking questions, where do you spend your time on Facebook? What keeps you up at night? What are your biggest challenges? You know, where do you feel that you need extra support in your business or whatever it might be in your niche? Asking those questions and then finding other Facebook pages that have an ideal audience like yours and researching their page. What are they asking? What are people talking about there? Research really is the number one thing you've got to do to find that ideal niche or ideal audience. When you're researching the other person's page, are you looking primarily at what types of posts they're putting out there? Are you also looking at design? What, what's anything specific? Great question. When I look at other Facebook pages that I know have an audience that is similar to mine, and I want to find a page that has some good engagement, a lot of fans, so it's I know it's working well. I always say model the best, find out what they're doing. So mm. I look at what they're posting for sure, but then more specifically... Are their fans liking it? Are their fans leaving comments? Are they sharing those posts? Are they asking questions? So I want to see the 
user or the fan feedback based on their post. What would you recommend in terms of modeling the best, but also differentiating yourself? Such such a great point. I recently read a quote, and I got to go find it to really quote it correctly. But it was something like, "Don't just model the best in terms of copying. Take that as inspiration, and then mold it into your own strategies and and way of doing business." So. The difference between, you know, copying what someone's doing and just modeling is understanding the principles behind something. So if I were to look at one of my mentors and and notice that they're sending out a newsletter, which happened to me recently, I have a great mentor that sends out a newsletter for years now, and I love that newsletter, but I didn't want to copy it as well. So I saw the strategy she was using. I saw the tips she was giving and why she was doing it. I really studied it. But then I thought, how can I infuse my own personality? What's missing here that I know I'd love to add or talk about? So you've got to look at your own brand and your own personality and infuse that in everything you do because copying is just not fun. Last, finish this sentence. If you want to triple your income in the next 12 months, grow your email list. To me, it is the number one thing you've got to do. I wish I focused on list building early on when I left Tony Robbins in that first year I didn't. But once I started to do that, once I started to learn what email marketing could do for my business and really truly grow my email list is when I started to make a very good living. So I'm a huge fan of growing an email list. Since we're talking about list building, I'm sure you've talked to people who've had this same feeling. I sign up for something I'm excited about, but sometimes that particular program or offering I've been made to feel like I'm a number. And what's a good way to avoid the people who are giving you their email from feeling that way? You know, I think it happens a lot. So what you experience, I think a lot of us have experienced. And I think one way around that is segmenting. And as you grow your email list, this is why I'm a big fan of Infusionsoft because they call them tags, but basically you can segment your audience. So if someone came into my funnel through a free giveaway, like I have this four-part video series on list building, and if they came in through that, then I want to communicate with them and identify with them, hey, I know you just signed up for XYZ. You must be really seeing a need for whatever it might be really making it personal to a group of people, of course, but a segmented group. They signed up for something very specific. So don't go sell and promote a bunch of things that they have no interest in. And you've got to move people slowly. So once you get their name and email, to me, it's really your responsibility to do a lot of value add content in the beginning before you ever sell or promote anything. The more you sell and promote right when they get on your list, the more informal it feels to them and they're going to opt out quickly. So I think that personalization and segmentation, talking to them about truly what they just signed up for. Amy, what is your biggest frustration? Truly, I think my biggest frustration is letting go of some of the control in my business. I sometimes say I'm a one woman show, but that's truly not the case in the sense that I have a wonderful executive assistant. I have a great project, our content manager now. So this is something new on my team. And I have a project manager for my launches. They're not all full time, but they're on my team. And they're constantly reminding me, and you got to give that to us. You got to push it forward and let us kind of get in there and make it something great without having you do everything. So my biggest frustration is telling myself I've got to let go of that control a little bit 
and give it to my team. And once I do, I'm able to have that more freedom in my life, which is why I became an entrepreneur in the first place. So go figure. Now, Amy, prior to becoming an entrepreneur, you were working with Tony Robbins, and some people would look at that and say, that's an I've made it moment, yet you had that itch that you needed to scratch to take that leap, and there must have been some time there where you were like, wow, is this a good idea, or, or did you deal with any self-doubt when you were uh, making that decision to take that leap? Yes, for a good year. I had been thinking about it for a good year, and I was terrified. It was not only a great job, I got to work with the best of the best people. Tony introduced me to some amazing people I would have never, ever known, and I literally got to work one-on-one with him in certain situations, so that was amazing. Also, the pay was really good, and it was steady. You know, as an entrepreneur, there's no promise that paychecks come in every two weeks. So that all was very hard to move on. But one thing I knew in my guts, I guess, is that I wanted that freedom. And it was crazy because I would go to these events and sit on the sidelines behind stage, listen to Tony talk about being an entrepreneur and having that freedom and being your own boss. And I'm thinking, I've got a boss, a really big boss to be exact. So I listened and listened and thought, I've got to do what he teaches. So it's funny because the reason I left Tony Robbins is because he taught me how to go out and find my passion and and find my own freedom. But yes, I was terrified for a very long time. In terms of Facebook, when you're going to do a post, what process do you use for selecting a photo for specific posts? You know, I've really changed this over the years. Recently, what I've started to do is that I'll find a photo that either grabs attention, so something really colorful that will stand out in the newsfeed because there's a lot of noise and clutter in there, or I'll find a photo that really punctuates what I'm saying in the status update. So an example, and this is one of my favorite type of posts, I might ask a question, which is a great way to get engagement. And recently I asked a question, so what's your preference? Do you do the physical hard copy book, the digital book, or an audio book? What do you love the best? I worded it better, but you get the point. And then I found an image of three little boxes. And I took that image and wrote in each of the boxes, digital, audio, hardback. And I had question marks. The photo speaks volumes. They actually ask the question for them. And so many people are so visual. And especially on Facebook, they love to look at pictures. So now I'm starting to use images to actually make my point versus just something to entertain. So I kind of do a little bit of both. And it really does make a difference. Amy, is there a way for you to tell that the images are images that you can freely post and they're not stolen or not being used correctly? I'm careful about that. I have decided to either you can go and look for sites that are free and they're not copyrighted photos. What's the word I'm looking for? They're uh, uh, commons. Or... Yes, exactly. But really, I don't do that. I use big stock as one of my favorites. I pay. But what mm. I do is I find sites that aren't too expensive. I used to use iStock photo all the time. And now it's like $10 an image, which is ridiculous. Mm. But big stock, I think it's called, is really affordable. And I find images that I know I can reuse, like those three boxes where I could write into them or a picture of an iPad that's just blank and I can kind of put some words into that. So now I'm starting to use images. I'm going to pay for them so I don't get myself into trouble, but I'm also repurposing them over and over again. We touched on this a little bit earlier, Amy. I'm curious, what's the balance between promoting your webinars and your courses and your services on Facebook but not being overly selly, sell, sell, because you you want to engage with people. People are there to see pictures and have those conversations. So what's that balance between promoting but not 
Sully sale. You know, they always say it's like an 80-20 kind of rule. 80% of the time you want to offer great value, 20% of the time you want to promote or sell. But really how I work it is I learned this from Mike Stelzner, who's a great mentor of mine, in his book, Launch. And what he taught is basically turning on and off your launch cycles so that you go through a period, and he does this with his own business, where for three weeks in January, we're going to hit it hard to sell an online event. But after that, we're going for two months of no promotion. So we can turn it on and turn it off versus feeling like every other week we're throwing something out there, but then we're trying to do a lot of value. And when you sell, sell it and promote it. Make it a big deal on Facebook. Let people know about it. There's no question you're promoting something. But then when you're not, you really make an effort to put out immense valuable information. That's when people are genuinely interested and they're so much more accepting of that promotion and they're interested in it because they know you've done your work. They know you've given back. So turning it on and off during periods of time to me is the best way to go. Do you have any examples of ways that entrepreneurs can be very clear on what they're offering to their audience and how their fan base can do business with them? Yes, a few different things. One is that you want to make sure on your Facebook page, underneath your profile photo, so you've got your big timeline cover photo at the top, and then you've got a profile photo. And then most people, unless you're a local business, you don't get this option, but most people have that box, that about box. And in there, you can put a hot link to your website. The reason why that's important is if I came to your Facebook page, I just might want to go check out what you're all about. And really, your website is where I'm going to do that. So you want to make sure people know instantly how to get to your website. And that's the only static place on a Facebook page where you can have a hot link to your website or to an opt-in page or whatever you want. In addition to that, fill out your about section on your Facebook page. Not only is it indexed by Google, but if someone's genuinely interested in what you're about, they're going to check your about page. They want to know who you are, what you're about, what you're selling, how they can work with you. You want to ask the question, if someone came to my Facebook page today, would they know instantly who I am and what I'm about or how to do business with me? One of the best ways to do that is to use your timeline cover photo. The timeline cover photo used to have all of these restrictions. Now, it really doesn't have any restrictions. You can put your website, you can put a call to action, your email address. You can have a big button that says click here. When people click it, a light box pops up just like any image on Facebook. And in the status update, you can give them links to go places to visit and find out more about you. That timeline cover photo is pretty much your first introduction to people. Use it to your advantage. Find out what they want. What steps do you take next for Facebook targeting? So if I pull my audience and know what they want, the next step I take is that, let's say I create something. I actually recently did this. I've, As you mentioned, I've got my podcast and I asked for my next podcast, do you want to hear about Facebook ad best practices or how to use webinars that convert? Now, they came in really close, but Facebook ads beat it out. So what I did is I created the podcast about Facebook ads and then I posted about it on my Facebook page and turned it into a page post ad, which is my favorite type of Facebook ad. So, you know, I won't get into all details here, but the page post ad is basically you post on your Facebook page, go into your ads dashboard, and then you turn that into a page post ad. And why I love this is all the like, share and comment buttons are still in that ad and you can get it out into the news feed. So I'm a big fan of Facebook advertising. I think it works really well when you know who you want to target. 
We've mentioned your podcast. What inspired you to start the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast? I wanted a new way to create content. I'm not much of a blogger. Like I don't write a regular blog every week and I, I've been at this for a few years now and I know it's just not going to happen. So I thought I need a different way to get out content regularly. So this gave me that discipline to get out the content. But also I'm known for Facebook marketing, which has been really good to my business because it's nice to be niched and people hear my name and they think Facebook marketing. But I had a lot more I wanted to share and teach. So I thought this was a great platform to expand, maybe invite some people on the show. I do a lot of solo shows as well. So it was a great opportunity for me to enjoy the content creation, but also get my name and get more exposure out there and get more content out there as well. Do you have any other podcast recommendations? You know, I have a lot that I love. Internet Business Mastery is Mm -hmm. one of my favorites right now, Uh, Jason and Jeremy. Let's see, Entrepreneur on Fire, I've been interviewed twice now and John Dumas is the host. He's been doing some great stuff over at that podcast. And there's another one. Rich Brooks actually just came Mm -hmm. out with his new podcast, uh, Marketing Agents. That's a really fun one as well. Quite honestly, I could go on and on with like a list of 100, but those are three of the ones I've been listening to a lot lately. I noticed on your podcast artwork, and this is also true for some of your webinar promos, your eyes (laughs) are looking in a certain direction. Is that strategic? You know, it wasn't in the sense that when I did this photo shoot, that happened to be one of the photos people like. So I started using it and it's I get mixed reviews. Some people uh, studies have shown that if you use an image where you're looking at the content, it draws people to look at the words. Hmm. So that is part of the strategy. So there happened to be a strategy once I saw the photo. But then once in a while, I'll get people saying, Amy, I hate that you're not looking straight at me when I look at your photo. So you win some, you lose some. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing a lot of really cool webinars. What impact has that had on your business? Uh, Webinars are my favorite way to teach and to pull in an audience and to give great value without even having them buy a thing because my webinars are all free. But what I do at the end of my webinars is if you like this content, I give you 60 minutes. If you walk away now, you've got free content that you can apply right away. So I spend hours and hours creating these webinars. So I know they're really, really valuable. But then I tell people, if you want to work with me, here's one opportunity to do so. I usually choose one way to work with me at the end of a webinar. And it's usually in the form of an online program. They not only have grown my list, that's the number one way I grow my list with webinars and Facebook ads together, but also they put me on the map. You have to find a way to build your authority. And webinars for me did just that. Amy, who is doing something that interests you right now? Natalie Lucier. She is actually a friend of mine who I was in a mastermind with not too long ago. And her name is spelled a little funny, but it's N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E-L-U-S-S-I-E-R. Gosh, I hope I got that right. But (laughs) Natalie recently did a 30-day list building challenge where she helped people grow their list in 30 days. And she talked about what she was doing to grow her list. She's a master at being really strategic with list building. And because that's one of my favorite topics, and I truly believe list building could change your business within three to six months, I've been watching a lot of stuff she's doing. And not only does she do it well, she brands things well. To me, design is important, especially as people get more sophisticated on the web. And she always has impeccable design. Lastly, Amy, what's the best place for the listeners to connect with you online and learn more about your upcoming webinars? Thank you for asking. amyporterfield.com will have all the information, a lot of free content as well. So you can visit me there.
Did you like the interview with Amy Porterfield? Please consider sending Amy a thank you email for being on the show. Amy's email is amy at amyporterfield.com, or you could always send her a thank you message on Facebook. iTunes Review Okay, I'm no Pavarotti, and this is no Ave Maria, but you can easily give this podcast a bravo and standing ovation by going to iTunes to leave a rating interview, which of course greatly increases the visibility of the podcast. Please consider doing a search for Starve the Doubts in iTunes. Remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. Thank you for the consideration. You are looking at what the big boys are doing, taking that idea and making it your own. Jackie Jimenez is learning from the big boys, taking the idea and making it her own. Jackie is starving the doubts through her excellent blog, The Innovative Consultant. You can check out what Jackie is up to by going to the innovativeconsultant.com. Jackie also tweets at JackieJ04. Please consider opening up your email. Type burn the boats in the subject line and send a blank email to jaredeasley at gmail.com. I'm just curious if you made it to this part of the podcast. In the meantime, always treat others the way that they want to be treated. Always do your best and remember to starve the doubts. Decide on something you really want to do. You know, you've got this goal, you're going for it. And what you do is you storm that island, meaning you quit that job or you fire that client that's driving you crazy or you start a new habit that you're going to stick to and really do it. And what you do is you storm the island and you burn the boats, meaning there is no way back. You can't change your mind. You're going to make this work.